only Desmond, everyone else is serving that community. We love people. This church loves people because Jesus loves people too. So we want to we want to go to our community in Santa Ana. I love Santa Ana. So we go to Santa Ana. We serve uh, food to the people in that community. Not just food, but we connect with them. We have a time that we can chat with them. We can know them. And we are doing something special in our community here in Santa Ana. And I want to say thank you, Newport Church, for being part of this journey with us. We love you. You are part of what God is doing in this season. Please be part of what we are doing here. Because in that meetings, in that, in that moment that we gather together, in that moment that you come, you are part of life group or serving, God is going to do something special in your life. Don't miss the part. Okay, so please uh, be part of what we are doing as a church. So please, can you stand up for a moment? And let's honor the word of God and our senior pastor, Jonathan Wilson. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your grace, your goodness, your mercy. We pray, Lord, as we take time to, to, uh, to open your word, that you might open our hearts and that we might open our hearts. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us. And Lord, may your word cause faith to rise in our hearts, fresh vision, fresh hope, clarity. And Lord, may we leave this place knowing, Lord, that if God be for us, who can be against us? And we thank you, Lord, for your divine purpose at work in each and every one of our lives, our families, our city, our church, and our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just before you're seated, I want to pray, take a moment to pray for uh, Tim Carr's family. Some of you will know Tim Carr. His mum passed away on uh, Friday evening. He's a member of our church, and um, so we want to pray for him, pray for his family. Of course, every I think many of you will know that, um, that um, uh, Rosemary Roosh and... Uh, his husband uh, and and uh, Polly, uh, little Polly, um, uh, Paul Rouge passed away. We had a service here yesterday, a memorial service, very powerful and very moving. And and uh, thank you for those that have been praying for them, praying with them. We appreciate that. And we're a family, and it's amazing how life, the 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 you know the cycle and, and uh, of life. That is, um, you know, people, are, babies are born, and uh, then people go out into eternity. And the reality is I've been thinking so much over this in recent times. Thank God for the hope that we have within us. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that we are not temporal in our understanding, but we understand that we are eternal beings. So uh, I want to pray for them. Uh, of course, I'm sure there's others that are going through difficult times. I want to pray specifically, if you're sick and you're watching online and you're sick, um, we want to pray for you. I've been out for a few days. I haven't, I've been here 15, 16 years and not had one day sick in bed. But just this last week, I got something. I don't know what it was. It was something uh, kept me in bed and I kept away from you all just to make sure I did the right thing as well. Uh, 
And let me tell you this, I was in the prayer meeting every morning at 6.30 a.m. Uh, they didn't see my face, thankfully. I didn't hear my croaky voice, but I was there. And uh, I encourage you to do that. You can, you can do that. You can lie in bed and put a photograph on there or something. You know, you have Hawaii, a beach on Hawaii or something, and, and join us. Uh, but anyway... Um, I want to pray for those that are sick and, and, and uh, facing sickness. There's a lot of it around. Let's pray that God will just, like this will just go, you know, like this big new thing that's happening and all the people that are getting sick, let's pray that it'll burn itself out and be gone in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we come to you today in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your grace. We pray for Tim and his family. Lord, we pray that you would encourage them, that you would cause your love and your grace to surround, surround them. We thank you, Lord, that his mom, Barbara, is in heaven rejoicing with you. And we no more pain, no more sorrow, no more heartache. And yet for those that remain, I pray that you would cause them to know your love and your grace. We thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, I pray today for all those that are sick, Lord, may they be healed supernaturally in Jesus' name. We thank you that by your stripes we are healed. We thank you that you are the same, Jesus, yesterday, today, and forever. And we ask that you would touch and heal them, all those that are sick. Protect and keep those uh, from sickness and disease. And we thank you, Lord, that uh, we can emerge, Lord, worldwide out of this season, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Yeah, give Jesus a hand and let's thank our worship team uh, for doing a great job. All right. Okay. How are you doing? Good, good. All right. Well, this morning, um, I, I want to bring a very simple message. Um, most of our messages are simple, but I want to bring a simple message. Um, but I think if you and I were to apply this to our year, it might be the most significant message um, that we could hear. And I want to read a, a, a passage of scripture that is um, quite a, kind of tucked into a, a, a kind of inconspicuous book in the Old Testament. It's 1 Chronicles, uh, probably not your favorite book, uh, but it's there in the Bible. In the middle of that, there's a verse, a couple of verses that are very powerful and have been highlighted in recent times because I feel like they have within them some great keys for you for this year, for 2022. And this is what we read in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez because, saying, because I bore him in pain. Any mums here can identify with that? And Jacob called on the God of Israel, saying, sorry, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. 
God granted him what he requested. I wonder what you're hoping for in 2022. I wonder what you're planning for in 2022. <laughs> I'm sure that your plans got disrupted in 2020 and your plans got disrupted in 2021 and you have plans for 2022. But the question I want to ask you this morning and is the title of my message is, what are you asking for? There's a difference between what you're hoping for, what you're planning for, what you may be saving for, and what you're asking for. And this passage of Scripture highlights the fact that if we are audacious enough to ask God, in line with His will, in line with His word, whatever is in line with His will and His word, God will grant us what we request. James, the brother of Jesus. James was one of Jesus' half-brothers. And history, historians tell us that James did not actually believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He'd grown up with him. He'd played with him. He'd probably tried to taunt Jesus and see if he could do something to get Jesus to lose his temper. We had one or two of those in our family. I won't name them by names. Um, who would prod and poke and provoke and try and get a response. I'm sure, and, and James, when Jesus was revealed as, revealed himself and began his public ministry, James did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah until after the resurrection. He was his own brother. Jesus said, a prophet is without honor except in his own home and in his own town. So when Jesus had risen from the dead, James had a revelation that Jesus was the Christ. And he became one of the elders of the early church, the first church. Some say that he was the leader of the church. And he was someone who had a revelation about prayer. And it's, it was said that he prayed so much that he had knees like camel's knees. If you've ever seen camel's knees, they're hard and calloused and big because he spent so much time on his knees praying. And this is what James said. He said, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. I want you to think about that for a moment. He's talking about us asking God. And he's saying, you don't receive from God what you desire because you're not asking God for it. So what are you asking God for for 2022? We have the prayer meeting every morning from 6.30 till 7, and Giancarlos talked about that, and you have an opportunity to join us online, and we'd love to have you join us. But we're asking God. But specifically, what are you asking God for this year? Because James, the brother of Jesus, would tell us, you have not because you ask not. Now you say to me, well, God already knows what I need. God already knows every thought. God already knows every 
desire of my heart. Why, why do I need to ask him? I trust God. I believe in God. I believe that God is Jehovah Jireh. I believe that God's my provider. I believe that God is my healer. I believe that God is my source. So why do I need to ask? Good question. Good question. The reason we need to ask is because that is the way that God has chosen to work in our lives. If you go back to the very beginning of time, God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And he entrusted the sphere of their influence and the sphere of their authority to them solely. He would walk with them in the cool of the evening. He would talk to them. He would communicate with them. But the exercise of authority and everything that took place in the garden was within the sphere of authority of, of Adam and Eve. If you look at the, uh, I think it's the voice translation of Genesis 1, where God placed them in the garden, he told them, I want you to be stewards of my estate. So they had authority over what God had given to them. I, want to, I make you trustees of my estate. Thank you, Genesis 1 and verse 28. So in reality, they were in the garden. God had placed them there. And God chose and God chooses to only respond to that which we initiate when it comes to our relationship with him. And I want to highlight that to each and every one of us, of us this morning because I want to encourage you this year to initiate what you know God already knows but that he's waiting for you to ask him for. And this prayer of Jabez is like a model prayer. It's a prayer that, I won't say I pray it every day, but I pray it very regularly. There are two model prayers in the Bible that I pray regularly, one of which we're using in our morning prayer meeting, which is the Lord's Prayer, or actually the Disciples' Prayer, which is divided up into seven different areas. I won't go into those now. I've taught on it before. If you want to find out, jump in and join us at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. But there are seven areas that the Lord's Prayer, God gave, Jesus gave it to his disciples as an example. They said, teach us how to pray. And then Jesus said, this is how you ought to pray. My grandmother taught me that when I was a child. Um, she taught me that prayer. She wasn't a church goer but she thought it was important that I learned the Lord's Prayer. And I learned the Lord's Prayer. And that was the only prayer I used, to, I used to pray. I remember as a kid when I was playing cricket. You may not know what cricket is, but you will find out when you go to heaven. <laughs> it's the game from which baseball finds it is derived. And it's, baseball is the closest game to cricket. But when I was playing cricket and I was a batsman and I was facing the ball that was coming down at me at high speed, I didn't know how to pray. I would just pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> and I ha somehow had faith that praying that prayer was going to help me to play better. And uh, I guess it did, because I did reasonably well in that area. But it was the Lord's Prayer was not meant to just be a prayer that's recited. It was created as a template of prayer. And so that template of prayer helps us to pray. Some people say, how can you pray for half an hour? Very easily. Pray through the Lord's Prayer. And you'll find that half an hour is gone before you know it. 
But the other template or the other example of prayer that I use often is the prayer of Jabez. And Jabez prays this prayer, and he prays basically, God bless me. Well, that's an interesting prayer. I've been taught to bless everyone else. But I'm asking God to bless me. Isn't that somewhat selfish? I'm going to talk about that in a moment. God bless me. That's the first thing you can pray tomorrow morning as you get out of bed. God bless me. The second thing is enlarge my territory. Enlarge the sphere of my influence. The third thing is may your hand be with me. The fourth thing that we see there is keep me from evil and cause me not or keep me from causing pain. Five things. And I pray those as often as I as I can, because I believe that they are a template of prayer that is aligned with God's will for my life, God's will for our church, God's will for your life. And I want to talk a little bit about those. Remember the verse, remember that Jesus said, ask and you won't receive, seek and you will not find, knock and the door will remain closed to you. No. Jesus said, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. I remember as, a, uh, as someone who was inquiring about Jesus, I was 23 years old, I was a hippie, I didn't know Jesus, I knew about Jesus, I thought Jesus was, was cool, like the Doobie Brothers sang, I think it was, Jesus is just alright with me. But I didn't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And someone told me that Jesus was the only way. That there was no other way to come into relationship with my Heavenly Father. And I had a very strong adverse reaction to that. But in the process of God really stirring, uh, challenging me about my faith, I asked a significant question. And I asked a question. Of, and I said, Jesus, if you are the only way, then reveal yourself to me. It was the most significant pray, prayer that I ever prayed. I asked God, Jesus, if you are the only way, reveal yourself to me. That prayer changed my life, not just for time, but for eternity. Prayer can change the course of your life. Prayer can change your destiny. Prayer can change the shape of your world, a simple prayer. I did not know how to pray. And when Jesus revealed himself to me and answered my prayer, and I had a literal vision of Jesus, I did not have a pastor to lead me in the sinner's prayer. I didn't know what to pray. I only knew how to cry and sob like a baby as I became aware of my sin and the distance between me and God and God awakened me to his love and his grace and his forgiveness and his presence that thoroughly overwhelmed my life. I could have stayed in that moment for eternity. That day I had a taste of heaven. That day I had a taste of what heaven is going to be like, what we are going to experience for eternity, where Paul is right now rejoicing where 
Tim Carr's mum is right now rejoicing, where your loved ones are rejoicing, where those that have gone before us are in absolute eternal bliss is the only word that I can think of. I prayed a prayer that changed my life forever. And that's the power of prayer. And Jesus said, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. And Jabez had a revelation of that. And he prayed this prayer that seems to be very selfish, to be very self-centered, because we've always been taught to pray for others and not to pray for ourselves. But I want to dig a little deeper into this and to talk a little bit about the dynamic of what's taking place and the dynamic of what is happening here. Because God is the God who sees. God is the God who hears. God is the God who acts. And we see that throughout the Bible that God, God is listening. David or the psalmist wrote, because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as he lives. He had a revelation that God's got his ear. God's listening. God's waiting for us to ask. And so I want to, I want to dig into this a little bit and look at the first thing that we find in there. It says that Joseph, uh, Jacob, Joseph, Jabez... Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Well, that's interesting. It means that Jabez was set apart from his brothers. He was different. There was something different about him. And he wanted to push out of the restrictions of his name. Imagine being called pain. Imagine going to school. Hi, pain. How are you doing? Or people talking to their friends. Here comes pain. Uh-oh. Look out. Here comes pain. He wanted to push out of the restrictions of what had been placed on his life. And I want to encourage you this year in 2022, let's push out of the restrictions that we may find around about us. I'm not talking about COVID restrictions. I'm not talking about that I'm talking about the restrictions that each of us face, whether it's our own personal challenges, whether it's our character development or character flaws or our insecurity or our fears. Jabez was able to push out of those, and the way that he pushed out of them was by asking God. So what are we asking God for in 2022? Number one. Jabez prayed, God, bless me. Ask God to bless you. I want to encourage you tomorrow morning, first thing that comes out of your mouth, instead of, oh, no, the alarm's just gone off. I needed more sleep. I feel like that every morning for the prayer meeting. So tomorrow morning when the alarm goes off, I'm going to say, God, bless me. 
He prayed, God bless me. That's a very selfish prayer. It seems to be a very selfish prayer. What does that mean? Well, first of all, we have to understand the meaning of blessing, and then we have to understand the purpose of blessing. God bless you is a word that we hear all the time. It's kind of become a, you know, it's kind of like that, some, you know, that throwaway line, God bless you, God bless you. Um, sometimes it's a way of kind of closing a conversation off. Yeah, great. God bless you. God bless you is in the top 10% uh, 10%, or the word blessing rather, or bless you, is in the top 10% of words used in the United States of America. God bless America. God bless you. God, it's, it's kind of like become a word that's lost its power and lost its meaning. But it is incredibly powerful. And when we look at the Bible, and especially that's why I love the book of Genesis, it's filled with so many, filled with so many great examples of the power of blessing. When we look at the book of Genesis, we, we find out throughout the Bible the power of blessing, what it actually means. The word bless literally means in the, in the Hebrew, favor. Favor and approval. How many people here would like the favor of God in 2022? Well, the word of God tells us to ask for it. God, I'm asking for your blessing. I'm asking for your favor. And here's the interesting word that when you look at the uh, interesting thing, that when you look at the root of the word blessing, it comes from two words, barak, B-A-R-A-K, which means to kneel or show respect. So barak means to kneel or show respect. And then berachah or berakah, which means a gift or a present. So here's these two visual images that we have at, at the root of the Hebrew word uh, blessing. The idea of kneeling and the idea of a gift or a present. So when we're asking God to bless us, the visual image is that we're coming to God and we are kneeling before God and we are bringing the gift of our worship to Him and we're asking Him to bless us. That is the true meaning of the word blessing. And so as we, as we come to God and we say to God, God bless me, we're coming, kneeling before God, bringing a gift of our worship to Him, which is why Jesus says in the beginning of the Lord's Prayer or the disciples' prayer, we should pray this, this way, Our Father who, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, or holy is your name. You're set apart above all others. We worship you. We honor you. We lift your name up on high. We magnify you. We thank you that you're the beginning, the end, the Alpha and the Omega. We thank you that there's nothing beyond the scope of your power. I thank you, God, that you are who you are. You're a good God. And so there's a flow of worship. There's a, a flow of praise that we lift to God, which enables us to Come to God with the gift of our worship, kneeling, asking for his favor, kneeling, asking for him to bless our day, to bless our family, to bless all that we put our hand to, to bless our church, to bring blessing to our world. And the reason that it's important that God blesses you 
and that it's God's blessing me is that God doesn't just have us in mind. He has all the people in your world. If you're a parent, he has your kids in mind. If you're a business owner, he has your business in mind. If you are uh, whoever you are, the people who are a part of your world are going to be beneficiaries of your blessing. Thank you for that underwhelming response. They are going to be beneficiaries of your blessing. That's why it is not a selfish prayer, but it is an honorable prayer to pray that God would bless you. Not if you are praying that God will bless you so that you can, um, so that you can keep everything you have to yourself and become like a Scrooge. No, because when we ask God, God only asks, answers those prayers that are in line with his character and his purpose. So when Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, you'll receive, that, that doesn't mean that you can ask God for something that's going to take you off track with your destiny, off track with your purpose, so that you can live your life as a selfish, self-indulgent uh, person that doesn't care about anyone or anything. No, God's not going to answer that prayer. His brother James has already told us, you don't receive it because you ask amiss for your own self and your own pleasures. But ask anything that is for uh, part of his purpose and God will answer it. In other words, when I'm asking God to bless me so that the blessing cannot just come to me, the blessing can come through me, that's going to release God's blessing. That's going to release God's favor. Pray that the blessing will not just come to you, but the blessing will come through you. God, bless me so that your blessing can come through me to everyone in my world, every sphere of my influence. That is the reason why we ask that God will bless us. And this is exactly what God said to Abraham. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Through Abraham, of course, Jesus was going to be born many generations down the line. But through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all of, the, all of Israel was blessed throughout history. The blessing and the favor of God was on the nation of Israel. That's why they were so hated by everyone else. Because the favor of God was on them. And others envied it. And so through uh, Abraham, Abraham was blessed so that he could be a blessing. Clearly, God did not just have Abraham in mind that day. Clearly, tomorrow morning, when you wake up and the first thing you say as you turn off the alarm is, God bless me. God will bless you because he doesn't just have you in mind. He has everyone else in your world in mind. Can I encourage you to do that tomorrow morning? Pray, God bless me. The second thing that we read there is that um, ask, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. So ask God to enlarge your territory. What is your territory? You say, Am I, I'm not a landowner. I don't own a house. I don't really own anything. Well, your territory is your sphere of influence. 
It is the sphere of your life. God placed within each one of us unique gifts, unique talents. Um, he gave us, all of us, the, uh, a sphere of authority. Paul talks, the Apostle Paul talked about the sphere of his authority. God gives all of us a sphere of authority and a sphere of influence. And so Jabez was honorable because he wasn't happy to just live within the sphere that God had given him. He wasn't happy to sit on his talent like the one talent servant or bury his talent in the ground. He wanted to develop the talent. He wanted his territory to be enlarged. He wasn't satisfied to just settle for what he had. And I want to encourage you this year, don't settle for what you just have. Believe God to enlarge your territory. Believe God to enlarge the sphere of your influence. Whether, you're, whether it's in the area of the blessing on your house, your, your family, your business, in your workplace, in our church, in our nation as a whole, that God's kingdom would be enlarged. We are part of a kingdom that is an ever-increasing kingdom. The book of Isaiah says, when we read that story about the birth of Christ prophetically, for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. That's good news for you and me. There will be no end to the increase of his government and his peace. And his very creation shouts aloud the reality of the fact that we are a part of an ever-increasing kingdom. Scientists tell us today, and there is of course much debate on this, but that the universe is expanding at the speed of light. Now that boggles my mind because light travels at 186,000 miles per second. So the universe, I'm not going to try and do that mental calculation, but in the last hour, the universe has expanded at 186,000 miles times uh, 60 times 60 times 360 times. Michael, your calculator won't even be able to register how large and how much the universe has expanded. 186,000 miles times 360. That's how fast the universe is expanding. We, the very creation that we are within, God's creation declares that we are a part of an ever-expanding universe and an ever-expanding kingdom. And God's kingdom is all about expansion. God wants your sphere of influence to expand and grow. Sometimes it doesn't happen the way we expect it to or the way that we want it to. Uh, the last 12, 24 months or whatever it is, <laughs> it looks like we've been part of a shrinking universe. Some businesses have done really well, but on the whole, it looks like, oh, wow, we're a part of a shrinking. No, we're not. Because sometimes God takes, like Di, my wife, loves to talk about, about taking the, uh, making the source 
into a reduction that is much more flavorsome and is able to do even more. But the reality is we're a part of an ever-increasing kingdom. And he was, he was, Jabez was more, was, was more honorable because he wanted to fulfill the mandate that God had given to Adam and Eve at the very beginning when he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over it. Those five things. Interestingly, those, those five things in that mandate that God gave to Adam and Eve, and there's five things in Jabez's prayer. So he wanted to fulfill and align himself with God's purpose for not only his own life, but for humanity. And then thirdly, the third thing that I want to highlight as we close, I'm going to get our worship team to come right now. The third thing that we can ask, number one, ask God to bless you. Number two, ask God to increase your territory. Number three, ask God to have his hand upon you. Now the other three, the other two, keep me from evil, protect me from evil, keep me from causing pain, in a sense are a byproduct of these three main central uh, requests within this prayer. Ask God to have his hand with you, to have his hand upon you. God's hand in the Bible is symbolic of his work. He created the heavens and the earth with his hand. He upholds everything with his righteous hand. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. His hand is a symbol of his work. It's a symbol of his power. But it's also a symbol of blessing. That's why the laying on of hands is a symbol of blessing. Lay your hands, parents, on your kids. Lay your hands on them and bless them. It's a symbol of anointing. It's a symbol of healing. And so Jabez asked, God, I want you to bless me because I want your blessing to flow through me. I want you to enlarge my territory so that I can fulfill what God has given to me and entrusted to me in the sphere of my life, my world, my authority. But I need your hand to be with me. I need you to guide me with your hand. I need you to provide from your hand. I need you to do what you want to do in and through me because your hand is on me. Your anointing is on me. And as we close, I want to encourage you in conclusion. Can I encourage you to make this a prayer that you pray, not just once, one off, and then forget about it. The reality is that as we pray it on a continual basis, day by day, we're going to have a revelation of the reality of that every single day when we wake up. God wants to bless me. God wants to bless my family. God wants to bless my church. God wants to bless my city and my community. God wants to enlarge my influence and my sphere and every aspect of my life, God wants to enlarge. How many people would like to earn more money in 2022 than you did in 2021? Oh, only a couple. Okay. You have not? Because you ask not. How many of you know we need more resource in our church to do what God has called us to do than we have right now? Yes. 
We want to start a service in Santa Ana. We want to enlarge the sphere of our influence. We need resource. We need finance to be able to do that, to find a place where we can meet permanently, where we have kids' facilities, to staff, put someone on staff, all of those things. We need resource. We need God's blessing. We need to enlarge, see the sphere of our influence enlarge. And then we need God's hand, God's hand with us. Let's pray that. God bless me, enlarge my territory, and may your hand be with me. And here's the great end to that story. And God granted Jabez. God granted Allison what she prayed. God granted William what he prayed. God granted Jeremy what he prayed because he asked, what are you asking for in 2022? Let's be bold. Let's understand that God wants to do it, but he's waiting for us to ask. Would you stand with me? We're going to worship God together just for a couple more moments. What are we going to sing? We're going to sing. And as we sing, I want you to, I encourage you to ask. As we sing, ask God. Ask God to bless you. Enlarge. May his hand be with us. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I pray for every person in this place. 
for all those that are watching online, those that will watch online in the days ahead. Lord, that deep in our hearts, the seed of your word would take root, that there would be a fresh revelation of the reality of your desire to bless us so that your blessing, like Abraham's blessing, might come to us and through us and be a blessing to all those in our world. We pray, Lord, that you would help us, each of us individually and corporately as a church, to see our territory enlarged. That your hand might be with us. That you would keep us from evil and from causing pain. And that, Lord, in our prayer and in our cry to you, we might see just as Jabez saw that you would grant that which we request. Thank you, Lord. Let faith rise in each and every heart. And may we know that and the reality of that as we seek you on a daily basis, that we might become more, in, more dependent on you and less independent, that we might put our trust and our hope in you. And Lord, we thank you for your grace and your favor as we kneel before you with our worship to receive your blessing. We ask it in Jesus' mighty name. If you're here today or you're watching online and you've never ever accepted Jesus as your Savior, you don't have to earn his forgiveness. You don't have to earn salvation. You just have to receive it as a free gift as you kneel before him. And just like I did all those years ago, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. And all you have to do is simply pray this prayer, which is an expression of your heart and your desire to receive the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life, the gift of forgiveness through what Jesus did on the cross. Would you pray with me now? And I know that if you pray this prayer from a position and a heart of faith, God is going to answer your prayer. And you're going to know what it is to be forgiven. Know what it is to be connected with your heavenly Father. You're going to come home to where you belong in your relationship with God. Let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I surrender my life to you. I ask you to forgive me. Give me a brand new start. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that right now I am receiving the gift of eternal life, your spirit into my heart, and I determine that I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus a big hand of praise. Let's thank God. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to connect with you. If you're watching online, make sure that you reach out to us. There's a link, I'm sure, there online. Or if you're a part of our church, we have a, uh, or you're in the service, rather, we'd, we've got a book that we'd love to give you that's at the Connect Zone. It's called Following Jesus, How to Take the Next Steps in Your Walk with God. So we're real glad that you made that decision, whether it's this morning or whether you're watching later online. It's the greatest decision anybody could ever make. All right, well, our team are going to lead us in worship as we go. I want to pray for you. 
don't forget, we have our prayer meeting online. Uh, if you'd like to join us uh, tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. Um, and a whole lot that's coming up in the life of the church. Have you named your year? Do you have a word that you are going to frame your year with? I have a word for our church that I'm going to share. Di and I have that word in our spirit that we're going to share on the 30th of January. And then after that, we're starting a brand new fresh series. I'll talk about that coming up soon. But I'm believing God for great things for each and every one, for our church corporately in this year. Father, I pray for every person here. Thank you for your favor, your blessing. May you bless each one that's here today. And may hope fill our hearts. May the God of hope fill our hearts with peace, love, and joy. And may we bring that to our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing day. See you soon.